Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Wisdom Bites. My name is David Jarzinka, and today is Father Craig Friday. How you doing, Father Craig? I'm doing pretty good, but I, I know before the show you were telling me you're, you're, you're not feeling that great. I'm not feeling too well. Yeah. Can you call me an ambulance? You're an ambulance. Oh, thank you. Oh, there you go. so much better now. <laughs> no, he, he actually has a splitting headache, and he's offering this up for himself. For us, for all of us. So yes. uh, say a little prayer for David. I'm sure yeah. he's feeling good by now, though. So if I uh, cannot string two sentences together during this time, you know why. Well, the, the problem has always been that I talk enough for the two of us, so it, it, it'll be okay, I think. So I talk too much. So. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all righty. Well, before we get into it, um, first and foremost, Father Craig Fridays is the time in which Father Craig and I discuss an important topic of faith. Yes. Um, but now that we've got done that, gotten that out of the way, we are doing a first, this is the first time we've done this on Wisdom Bites. We're doing something brand new. Um, I'm really excited about it. I hope you listening are excited about it or get excited about it. And we are doing the first ever com test dun, dun, dun. for Wisdom Bites. The com test. So a com test. What is this? We need you to comment to enter and there are three steps. Okay. So first, be sure to subscribe to the Our Lady of Wisdom YouTube page. Nice. Second, comment on this YouTube video ah, with your favorite nice. Wisdom Bites episode. So if you're listening in the car, if you're listening on Spotify, finish listening and then later go to the YouTube video. When you're no longer driving. That's very important. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Be <laughs> safe. Um, and then uh, comment your favorite uh, episode or your favorite line from your favorite episode from uh, Wisdom Bites mm. in the comments. Um, and then go to our Instagram, uh, which is at O-L-O-W-T-X-State. Right now, there is a post about this contest going on. Excellent. And we need you to comment and tag three of your friends on that post. Oh, that's wonderful. So in this contest, if they enter by taking those three steps, what do they win? They will get... An Our Lady of Wisdom swag bag. We swag might have, bag. Who knows? Maybe, maybe maybe a tiny saint. Oh, hey, there's a tiny saint. You can have that one. <laughs> maybe maybe a Wisdom Bite sticker. Oh my goodness! Um, Look at that. You can't see this on camera, but this is a different Wisdom Bite sticker. Yeah, um, it's gonna oh, be great. Oh, I almost got it. I almost got it. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Um, who knows? We might throw in a T-shirt. We're working on the details of it yet, but we're gonna make it worth your time. But it'll be um, a swag bag. Yes. Lots of all those swag. Um, and we're gonna be giving out three of them. So, um, you have three chances to win, um, and everybody's entered in, uh, after you take those three steps. So subscribe to the Our Lady of Wisdom YouTube channel, comment on this video with your favorite Wisdom Bites episode, um, and be sure to do it while you're not driving, um, <laughs> and then go to our Instagram at O-L-O-W-T-X date and comment, uh, t- comment and tag three people, um, on the contest post. Got it? Nice. Got it. Clear as mud? Clear as mud. Okay. If you didn't get yeah. that, just listen again. That's right. Just <laughs> rewind. Be kind. I don't know what that's a tagline for, but it could work. Oh my gosh. I'm so old. <laughs> Blockbuster. Back oh, when they had actual videos, they'd have stickers fun. on them that say, be kind, rewind. And you because they wanted you to rewind the cassette, the, yeah. the video, the VHS before you brought it back so they wouldn't have to rewind it. They used to have a guy who stood by the counter and just sat there rewinding tapes the entire mm-hmm. day or movies the entire day. Would so. they charge you a fee if you didn't rewind it? Um, I don't remember. Okay. Usually my parents paid. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But please yeah. be kind, rewind. That was, that was a thing. It was a tagline. Yeah. I stole it. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, All right. I always tried to rewind my DVDs, but it was a lot quicker. 
special child of God. Yeah. Bless, his, bless his heart. Bless his heart. I'm just saying. Just Indeed. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, all right. Let's roll. We've got a very special episode for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking all about blessings. Mm. So these are three questions that came in all related to one another. So we mm-hmm. decided to put them all together on one episode. Oh, great. So Excellent. Father Craig. I just smacked um, my lips. Go ahead. <laughs> what is authority in the context of our faith? Mm. Like how a father has spiritual authority to bless his family, but he can't do that for another family and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so uh, authority has to do with how things are ordered. And, um, you know, in the bigger context, this is how God has ordered, right, creation, that it's not just a bunch of chaos, but 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 there is an order imposed on it, right? And um, it has to do with how things should and ought to be ordered and who is responsible for doing that ordering, yes? Okay. Um, and so uh, God um, orders the universe, but then in the moral order of things, he has certain sort of offices or persons who have responsibilities for ordering certain things, have areas of responsibility for ordering those things according to that mind of God or according to nature or according to the common good and things like that. Um, and so um, authority uh, has to do essentially with with some of those things altogether. Um, I was thinking... Um, from the catechism here, I wanted to read a couple of little things. So there's, there's a section on authority and it has to do in this case with, with uh, the social life, with, with the um, uh, sort of the civil ordering of things. And uh, that starts at paragraph 1897. And uh, the idea here is that human society can be neither well-ordered nor prosperous unless it has some people invested with legitimate authority to preserve its institutions and to devote themselves as far as necessary to work and care for the common good of all. And of course, this is talking about those given authority for things like public office and, and stuff of that sort. But you can also apply this to things like the family or the family of the church. And so um, the church is ordered in a certain way, um, and the way that God has structured that is in such a way is that we have um, um, the Pope, we have the College of Bishops, we have those who help those bishops, priests, uh, we have those who assist in a particular way, um, the bishops, the deacons, um, and this is all part of the sacrament of holy order. Right, and so it has to do with ordering the church according to um, the revelation of God, and some of those things are, are um, according to eternal law or divine law. Um, some are church law, which is um, things that the, the church has has put into place that could be otherwise, but this is how the church is so chosen to order them. And then there's um, things like uh, you know human law, which would be like our civil laws, right, in okay. in, a, in a culture. But for that ordering to happen, for the whole of something. There are particular offices which individuals would fill who are qualified for those offices who then exercise that authority um, in order to, to bring about to the order of, of that body, whatever it may be, and, and those people who are part of that body. Um, and so within the life of the church, then um, the bishop uh, has an authority then to order his local church. Uh, where it doesn't deviate from from the uh, the bigger mind of God, so natural law, um, reason, uh, revelation, those sorts of things. He has the 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 ability to order those things, and those under that order in that body are obliged, obligated, then to follow that sort of direction. And in that, then blessings have a particular role, right, of um, ordering things to their proper order. So if something's out of order, right, you know. Um, 
you know, it, it, the idea was that that the blessing would would take that thing so it's used according to its purpose that is ordered then to the correct end of the human person. Okay. Yeah. And certain things would be consecrated, set apart, only be used then in, in a holy way, specifically within liturgy or within the life of prayer of, of human individuals, right? Of individuals, right? Um, and so like when you bless a rosary, it's now ordered toward... Um, the sanctification of that person, and it's set apart now for that holy purpose and only that holy purpose. You would never use a rosary in a way that wasn't uh, consistent with that holy purpose, for example. Okay. Or an easier thing would be the vessels at Mass, right? right. Once, once that they're blessed and consecrated by that priest, they're to be used only in the liturgy. You wouldn't, you know, take that chalice and go drink a Coke with it. That would be, um, you know, a horrible yeah. thing to do, right? Desecration, right? Yeah, it'd be desecration yeah. of that, that sacred and unconsecrated vessel. It's only now for that holy purpose. And so it's ordered now to the end. And so, so this is kind of the idea of, of then authority is that there are, you know, thing, uh, authority is given by God. Um, and it's given for um, the governing of, of the body of which the person holds office over. So in a family, this would be the parents, right? The father and the mother would have an authority over the body of the family mm-hmm. and would then um, want to order the life of that according to um, God's plan and purpose for that family. Um, and so a blessing in that context, like a parent's blessing their kids, would be asking God's favor and help in ordering um, that family, uh, according to God's plan and purpose. Right. And so, um, in regard to the question then, what is authority in the context of our faith It's well, it's given by God and it's given by God in a particular way for the ordering of his family, um, and the world and creation to his mind and to his, to his, to his intention. Right. Okay. Um, and so, um, in that moral order, then there's an obligation in those who are part of those bodies to follow those authorities. Yeah. So we are obliged to obey our bishop so long as it's not contrary to, um, you know, uh, the bigger revelation of natural law and these sorts of things. So our bishop could not oblige us to go and commit murder, for example. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he can oblige us um, in uh, the way that uh, we worship um, in, in liturgy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so long as it doesn't deviate from universal law. Okay. Yeah. The cool. universal law of the church. That's what's promulgated by the only um, bishop who has universal authority in the church, the, the Holy Father, the Pope. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, did I answer the question? Let's see. There's a lot there. Um, yeah. So like how a father has spiritual authority to bless his family and he can't do that for another family and stuff like that. So yeah. So certain people are qualified for, for a certain office. So, um, you know, like um, there's only one father in the family. You don't have multiple fathers in your home. And so it'd be kind of weird if, um, you know, you had a stranger over and um, that stranger took like dad's role in the home. Yeah, it just makes me feel gross I know, immediately. I know, but, but let's say, for example, like that stranger was there and it's like, okay, I'm going to go tuck your kids into bed. <laughs> it would be really awkward. It's yeah. like, no, that's, that's dad's responsibility. That's mom's responsibility, right? Yeah. Like that office um, has that, that certain authority or like, or let's take a less weird example. Let's say, let's say that stranger came into your home and disciplined your kids. That would, yeah, that would be like an that. overstepping of their authority, right? right? Because they're not in that office of the parent. And the only person who can have that office is that father, that mother. Um, and the same is true in a certain sense of, of things like um, um, dad in the home and mom in the home. Um, they have an authority to bless their kids, to order things, mm-hmm. right? According to um, God's plan and purpose and asking God's favor and doing that and setting the family into its particular order by that blessing, you know? Um, and so, um, you know, there is sort of an authority that parents have in that regard. 
um, to give those blessings within the home. And the proper sort of role of a priest or a bishop um, or deacon within the life of the church, there's a, the office has certain responsibilities. And so um, deacons can give blessings in certain ways, but they can't give blessings in other ways. And that pertains to the priest's office, um, which is a, a deeper sharing in the sacrament of holy order, uh, to bind and to loose, right? Okay. And so um, this, this has to do with things like um, even like minor exorcisms and even uh, greater exorcism with permission of the bishop. Only a priest could do that. Bishop, a deacon could not do that, for example. Okay. And it doesn't pertain to the sacrament of, um, you know, the degree of sacrament of, of the diaconate. Um, and it also doesn't sort of pertain to the sort of office, um, so to speak. So there's an office of pastor, for example, within the parish. And so there's only things that the, the priest who holds the office of pastor within the body of this local parish could, could do. Yeah. According to law, um, okay. the way that the way that the, the body of Christ is ordered. So the exercise of just to restate it, the exercise of major exorcisms is not part of the office of the deacon. Yeah. So deacon okay. uh, is ordained. This is also why a deacon can't celebrate the mass, mm-hmm. uh, can't uh, hear confessions, uh, can't uh, anoint the sick is because of the binding of loosing of sin. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So then would it be appropriate to say that a priest's blessing carries more weight than like, I don't know, a lay person's blessing? Yeah, so isn't that, that's our next question, Russ. You, you, you went into it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, here it is. That's our second question. So um, it, it depends in the context. And, and yes, in the sense that, so by, by the priest in, in sort of the ordering of God's family, um, what we do is we, we share in Christ's priesthood and his authority, yes, um, in administering the grace of, of the sacrament. So Christ has chosen the means by which he gives the grace that he has merited for us in the Paschal Mystery, and he does so through the church, primarily in and through the sacraments. And those sacraments are administered through those he has put in authority over his church, namely the bishops, priests, um, and the deacons in this way, and that they, he chooses to dispense or administer this grace through his body, the church, in the sacrament of holy order right? The governance of the church to order now the body of, of, um, his family, the, the church, right? The Mbach mystical body of Christ, right? Um, and to order that in such a way as to dispense those graces through certain means. And so those who have the authority to do so and to dispense those graces in that way are only bishops, priests, and deacons in particular sort of ways, right? And so when a priest blesses in that office to dispense the graces that Christ has entrusted to the church by the means and the ordering of which um, those he's entrusted with it have chosen to do so, he is dispensing the grace or administering the grace of those sacraments and also um, in the terms of sacramentals and blessings, right? A blessing is a sacramental. So it's ordered towards the sacraments, meant to prepare those to receive the sacraments and participate in them. That when a priest does that, he does so in dispensing from the storehouse of the treasure of grace um, of Christ's Paschal Mystery. And he can only do that by virtue of his ordination and the office that he holds. Um, Well, in this case, I shouldn't say office. I just say by virtue of the ordination, which has a particular, um, the the sacramental, you might say office. And and someone who's more technical in this probably can correct me. Um, But by the grace of that sacrament, a priest does that in a way that a lay person does not. Okay. Right, but by virtue of baptism, there are certain graces that can be administered through a layperson. Christ has chosen to do so in that way, 
and that would be like parents to their children, for example. And any any Christian, by virtue of their baptism, could pray over another person or give them a blessing, but they do so not in the name of Christ and his church from that storehouse and that treasure of grace and the administration of those sacramental graces, right? The, the, the public worship of, okay. of the church. Does that make sense? I think so. So then if it's not from that place, it's from... Through the, baptism. Through baptism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we recently just gave out those, uh, the home blessing kits, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, how would, you know, a, a lay person blessing their home be different from... Yeah. So by virtue of baptism, um, you you are Im- imbued with a the kingly munera, right? So there's the three threefold munera of baptism: priest, prophet, and king. This is Jesus. Now what is munera? Um, it means. What does it mean? I don't know what it means. Okay. Yeah, I just know that's what it's called. <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah. Cool. I think munera has to do. Well, anyway, I, that's what they call them: is the threefold munera. But I have no idea what munera means. So someone will have to tell us. Comment on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Google it for me. Um, but, um, what that means is Christ is, is priest, prophet, and king. And you see the fulfillment of that in the Old Testament anew. Those who are anointed are priest, prophet, and king's Old Testament shows how Christ, the anointed one of God, fulfills all of those things in a, a, in a superlative way that goes beyond the Old Testament and, um, you know, fulfills God's plan in that way and the way he prepared for it. But by baptism, then we participate then in Christ's, um, priestly nature, um, prophetic nature and kingly nature, right? Okay. Uh, well, nature is probably the wrong word there too, but munera, we'll use the word that we don't know what it means. Um, <laughs> but uh, what that means then is that, um, you know, by that kingly participation, we are given a power, a grace, a help to order our lives um, to um, the mind of God, right? To the life of Christ. We're also then in places where we're put in office, so to speak, as parents, um, able to do that within the life of our families. In other areas, we're given responsibilities or share in, 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 in leadership. We could order that portion of our lives and creation, right, to God's plan for that, to put things in the right place. And so in terms of the home where you live, you have a responsibility to order your home according to God's mind, that things would be used properly and that there would be um, a place that's ordered to worship of God and love of neighbor um, within your home. And so um, you can bless then your home with the help of those graces and those aids, like the, the holy water and things, your home. In a place where a priest's blessing would be sort of more efficacious would be places of binding and loosing. So if we know that there's some sort of demonic activity, mm. right? Um, if there's something of that nature there, um, or particularly um, setting apart of the home um, to be then um, free from right? The effects of the enemy. Um, that's where priestly blessing to be more efficacious uh, because of the power imbued um, in the sacrament holy order, the way God has given an authority to a priest then to rebuke the enemy and to bind, um, bind him away, right? In that sense. Um, and to set that thing then apart in the proper order for God and God alone, right? to set it aside where the, the enemy sort of can't reach it. Yeah. Right. And so in that case, it could be more efficacious, um, it would be more efficacious uh, than, than, than just a lay person, but a lay person's blessing still has an effect in that sense that through their baptism now they're 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 asking God's favor and ordering their home and their household life to love of God and love of neighbor, and that that is something that the Lord, um, you know, allows for. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you talked a lot about how um, <coughs> holy orders is you know a sacrament and all of these things. Um, what about holy chaos? Is that a thing? <laughs> 
The answer is no. Okay. No, the, the chaos is the absence of, of sort of the divine order, right? <laughs> it would be, it would be, um, and it's only through sin. So no, right. no, no, bad, bad, okay. bad. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. My brain's also in the old Testament with, uh, mm-hmm. Jacob and Esau and yeah. that blessing that like how different things are now of like, mm. um, so Isaac had just the one blessing to give sort of, and like mm-hmm. he, yeah. Like, yeah. So I guess blessing also means favor, mm-hmm. um, or bendecire, right? Uh, bendice, bendicere, I think. Bendecire is in Spanish, but I think bendice, I'm not good with Latin, but it, but it means to speak well over, to speak good over. Okay. And, uh, of course, um, when you use language, there is a mind behind language. And so it has an intent, it has an order, Right. Um, and so it does have to do with this, this ordering and, and, and God's favor and that sort of thing. And I think in the old Testament, you think about, um, only having that one blessing to give, how would we understand that? Um, would it be like the, the oldest son having like sort of this primacy of place of like sort of passing the, the mantle and like having yeah. the authority over not just the, the family, but the whole household and like the whole. Yeah. It has to do with the authority and putting something in a place. But part of the blessing, remember when we're setting something aside now, it's now being consecrated. Mm-hmm. Like that's something you can't undo. Like I told you before, um, you know, well, um, you know, like once a priest is consecrated in the sacrament, like you can't unordain him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you can lay aside him. It doesn't mean he's not ordained anymore. It means he no longer is able to exercise that in, in the life of the church. He no longer has faculties and then he's, uh, he's certain actions of law are, are relaxed. Um, but you can't unordain him just like you can't unbaptize somebody. Okay. Right. You know, it'd be like that is my thinking. It's like the father has now set this son in this, like in this particular role. And that's not an undoable sort of action. Like, mm. like there is sort of a, a permanence to that. And so when something is consecrated, there's a certain permanence to it. Yeah. When something is blessed, that's why you don't throw, you know, if a rosary breaks, it's been blessed. You don't throw it in the trash, you bury it or you burn it. Right. Yeah. It's just no longer going to be used contrary to that's its, its purpose. It's now blessed. It's now ordered according, uh, according to God's blessing. Right. Okay. Uh, to its to its particular function that's uh, for for the sake of the holiness okay yeah that makes sense well cool cool this is a fun episode yeah i know it's fun there's probably a lot more and there's probably a lot of experts out there and so um it's good to learn about these things so please uh send us uh things that we need to read and uh <laughs> could learn from appreciate that absolutely so if i'm not mistaken Today, the day that this is released, is March 26th, mm. and Easter Sunday is coming up on yeah, April 4th. That's right. Um, so with that in mind, I want to give you a brief rundown of the Our Lady of Wisdom uh, Triduum celebration mm-hmm. schedule. Um, on April 1st, which also happens to be April Fool's Day, but um, more importantly, it's Holy Thursday. <laughs> so we'll begin our Triduum celebration at 630. Um, what is that called? Is this the Mass of the Lord's Supper. Mass of the Lord's Supper. There we mm-hmm. go. Um, and we'll have reposition here. Um, and then on April 2nd, uh, good Friday, we'll have mass at 3 PM with veneration of the cross. Um, and then on April 3rd, we'll have our Easter vigil at about 7 PM right around sunset. A little later, actually. Okay. Probably around eight thirty. Oh, at eight thirty? I think so. Oh, um, my bad. I'm, I got it wrong. It's okay. Yeah. I got something from the diocese telling me not to do it that way. <laughs> okay so about sunset about eight thirty, um and then uh 
Easter Sunday, April 4th, we'll have our normal mass schedule. We'll have the 10, the 5 p.m., and the 7.30 p.m. Yeah, and if you're listening to this as the episode comes out, um, tonight uh, at 6 p.m. is an evening of reflection for the Lenten season. We'll have a holy hour and uh, an hour-long talk from myself. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, be sure to uh, stay tuned with that. Uh, yeah, come around. We want to pray with you. <laughs> and then uh, to stay up to date with all the other things going on at Our Lady of Wisdom, be sure to check out our Instagram at state. And while you're there, you should definitely comment on the post about our contest going on. Tag three friends in it. Um, swing back over to our YouTube channel, subscribe, and comment on this video, and you'll be entered for that prize again. So, not again. There's only one entry per person, but um, that's a reminder to do it. Um, and finally, if you have any questions that you'd like us to talk about on the show, please feel free to send me an email at podcast at org. Our Lady of Wisdom. Pray for us.